Small Business Show, episode number 105 for Wednesday, February 8th, 2017. folks and welcome to the small business show the show by for and about small business owners here in durham new hampshire i'm dave hamilton and in concord california i'm shannon jean how goes it man it goes it's a little crazy uh about, yeah. you know I, I i think if if you could if you went back and counted that's a pre- common uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's yes, probably the thing yes. i would normally say so yes. it, everything's normal it's totally fine yeah, yeah. I, I think so too <laughs> I, I, i'm the same way I, I feel like i should buy a boat because there's it's like i mentioned a few minutes ago it's it, we've had more rain out here than in the last 22 years uh and uh you know it's just nuts it's yeah. funny how you get so used to everything being dry and then when everything is soaking wet all these other problems show up yeah, it's one extreme you know. or the other. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely. fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's different. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> when my swimming pool is like, hey, it's an infinity pool, but it's not supposed to be. <laughs> but we didn't design it that way. <laughs> that's right. Then you know there's something going on. More, it's it's less that you didn't design the pool that way. It's more that you didn't design your house to be next to an infinity. Yes. Pool. Well, in our case, it's we we live on a hill, and the pool is above our house. That's even so, worse. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, and there's a ton of drain and all this kind of stuff, but I'm always like, okay, well, this, this, we've got to make sure this thing is draining good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it rarely happens. But of course, it's happened a lot this year. But that's uh, being proactive before yes. problems start, which, yes, yeah, ironically, right. ironically is yes. sort of the topic <laughs> that I, I wanted to talk about today. So, we do yeah. this thing at the Mac Observer called the Apple Death Knell uh, that Brian Chaffin oh, yeah. started years and years ago. It really started like for, for those of you kids, ask your parents. There was yeah. a time when Apple was like the word beleaguered came before Apple in every sentence. Right. Yes. Because they were doing terribly. And uh, and that was right about the time that Steve Jobs rejoined them. And, and then, uh, you know, we've all kind of experienced some some portion or perhaps all of that track since then. But. Over time, there have been many people, and by Brian's count, 70 people that yeah. have uh, declared Apple dead. And, yeah. and so with that in mind, I'm always – we are all always on the lookout. Now it's harder than it used to be for people declaring Apple dead. Like, you know, because there's less and less of that because yeah, it's sort, sure, of, sure. sort of the largest company in, in existence or, or yes. top two ever, so, yeah, ever. <laughs> right. So it's a little difficult to uh, yeah. to find those. So we, we scour and, and we've expanded our definition a little bit, but not quite far enough for the article I'm about to mention. But I did find back in January an article on Medium. By someone named Dan M. And it's not anyone that I know. Um, I, th- I originally thought it was Dan Moran who used to write uh, for uh, Macworld and, and now writes uh, for Six Colors. But it's not him. It's some other Dan M, which is fine. And he did what's called a pre-mortem of Apple. And I thought, well, what's this? I'd never heard of a pre-mortem before. So I went and, and read the piece. And it, the, the concept of a pre-mortem is brand new to me. And it is something that companies sometimes do, either for the entire company or for a project. You stop where you are for a moment. You take a time out and you talk about why your company failed. 
before it actually fails. And sometimes that can help you identify problems. Yeah. And, and what's I thought, going on? Yeah. yeah. And I had never heard of it either until you brought it up. And uh, I, I I've, so I read a few articles and looking at it and especially as it pertained to, to projects, you know, long, especially, uh, you know, longer term uh, projects that really can have can go off the rails. Right. Sure. Uh, and, and I would say like a software development project, you know, anyone who's ever been in, involved in, in building something that takes like months and months and months or even years, uh, it, it's easy for it to go off, the, off the rails. Uh, and so this is, it is an interesting, uh, concept, uh, you know, how, how do you feel about it when related to, you know, this whole positive thing we talk about in creating your own reality. Well, see, that's the thing is, and, and, and I'll tell you, you know, uh, folks, the concept that Shannon and I have for the show, and I'm curious to see if we get there, is to do a pre-mortem of this show uh, live. I mean, we've both right. thought about it, but so that's the concept. And then as soon as we decided to do that, right. Uh, I think we both started having thoughts about, okay, <laughs> what are the reasons that this project could fail? You know, and that's a, fine. Yeah. And then th th those were, I, I mean, I'm always, I'm a, I'm a logistics guy, right? So I'm always identifying inefficiencies and sometimes I'll make a bigger deal out of those inefficiencies for the sake of solving a problem than they might actually be like, if we don't fix this, it's going to be the end, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but that's not actually true. I don't necessarily believe it quite so strongly. But when you stop and think about what actually is going to cause your business to fail, it sort of goes against that whole concept for me yeah. of being, you know, totally positive. Yeah. You know, the, the, the eternal optimist, you have to believe. And, and so I feel like. If you're going to do this, uh, you have to do it in a way you have to trust that you don't worry about anybody else. Trust that you can compartmentalize what you're about to learn. Yeah. And I think it's also really good. Um, a case in point, I had a meeting last night. I'm involved in, the, in a real estate uh, project right now. And it's a beginning. We haven't really started. It's a, you sure. know, we're working on this deal. And I started to think about your, this thing. And I've, like I said, I read, read about it. Um, and we'll link a few articles in the, in, in the show notes. And from that aspect, it, it makes a lot of sense. But since I'm kind of the uh, visionary guy that's pulling everyone forward, I'm leaning on some of the more, uh, well, let's just call them realists uh, and, and yeah. pessimists, which is a good, I'm not saying that's, that's, a, that's a negative, um, but I'm leaning on them a little more to poke holes in this project. Uh, and I think guys like you and I, who, you know, believe in creating this, you know, our own reality and this charmed life, the concept of focusing on what can go wrong is just uh, you know, so foreign to us. I think that's the problem we have with it, but I still think it's worth doing. And I think we should do it. Yeah. Well, I think we should, we the, should, uh, the, the good news and, and perhaps we are now starting the pre-mortem even by saying this, but the good news is at the moment, this project does not provide for either one of us in a financial way. Yes. So, uh, yes. That's, so there is yes, some yes, yes. safety in doing this, because it, it's not like we have to head down the path of deciding why we're going to be broke in six months. Yeah. Right. You know, 
Yeah. So, so if you, we could just start, I will tell you, that is one of the first things I put on my list. Yeah. That's uh, sort of uh, one of the problems, though. Yes. Yes, it is a problem. Right. It, it is a problem. And in, in the, but, but it may be in a different way than, than you're thinking. Um, I came to you to, with the concept of doing the show because I love talking about small business and I love meeting people and talking. And you and I talk about it all the time before right. we did the show. Right. And, and, uh, it's been very rewarding and we've met some great people and I've learned it a lot and that's kind of my motivator. But what happens if we lose our motivation to do this show? Right. It what will drives- happen. Yes. It, well, and, and it's not that we'll, I, I mean, I think, uh, we're obsessive people, right? And, and mm-hmm. so, uh, first of all, I think that's one of the, the risks of doing a pre-mortem is now we're going to have, we're going to expose all these things that we might wind up obsessing about. Um, when generally we try to, you know, steer our minds towards the positive things, but we like dissecting small business. Anybody that listens yeah. to this show knows that. So I think that enjoyment level or that, that factor will always be here. But the reality is time is a commodity and it's a very yes. precious one. Yes, it is. And so it's, it's very foreseeable to me that, that we could get to a point Either one of us could get to yeah. a point where we say, look, I love doing the show. It's f- so much fun. I, yes, I have a blast. But, <laughs> but <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so to me that, you know, I, I don't I just don't have it, one of either one of us could say, I don't have time to do Correct. This the way I know it needs to be done. So let's just kill it. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the the. You know, it's a blessing and a kind of a curse to not have to rely on it financially because because it's kind of this side project that um, has been very successful in, in different measurements, different ways, right? Right. Um, but because we both have other things, many other things going on, um, it is the the thing that drives me the most is when I'm done with the show. I, I feel great. I love it. I, I, it's like, okay. And it challenges me to learn more each week before I sit down on Wednesday and, you know, and we, and we chat for a while. Yep. Uh, but I would be remiss in not saying that some financial reward eventually does need to happen. And it could be little or small. I'm a very, uh, you know, I always yep. talk about, I, I raise my hand, my arms in victory when I make 50 bucks. And I just try to do that hundreds of times a day. <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. So, uh, you know, it could be very nominal, but it's almost like you're just getting recognition. So, I mean, one of the things on my list for this pre-mortem was, okay, the small business show failed because we were unable to grow our subscribers, which leads to, we were unable to secure sponsors. Which is a rubric, you know, I always ask our guests that, you know, how do you measure success? Certainly it has to be in there. It has to be in there. Uh, and, you know, that that's that's definitely something that's, I think, important in the future for us. So, OK, so um, I, I totally agree that and, and we can drill down on this here and maybe maybe we'll never get to whatever step two is. Uh, and yeah. that's fine. That So we drill down on this. I, I totally agree that. The number of listeners that we can attract to this show on a regular basis will could be directly proportional to the amount of dollars that we can earn from this show. See, on a regular you, basis. you can't even say it. You just have that positive thing. You well, no, 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 no. I, I'm the same way. <laughs> well, could be. Actually, I was thinking yes. about it as a pessimist. It's only hmm. related if we do something to to earn dollars based on the number of people that listen to the show ah, right okay. now we've done, I'm going to say very little. I don't want to say nothing because 
a few months ago, I told the guys at Backbeat, okay, we're, sure. we're at a point where we can like we can put together a small business show package that's not so cheap it hurts our other business. Yes, uh, you, you know, and and sort of positions the show in a way that 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 is is realistic, but enough money that 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 it sort of makes sense in in the world that that we deal with. And right. so they've started doing that, and it's entirely po- and, it, and so small business show is actually out on a few uh, advertising proposals for podcasts. I, awesome. you know, yeah, awesome, yeah. right? That's that's one way. The but but that's not the only way, and and of course this is horrible because we're doing this in front of you, our listeners. We we I mean, look, I've been podcasting for almost twelve years. A, a, a not insignificant portion of my income comes directly from listeners of of the podcasts that I do. So I am I, I don't say it here as often as I probably do on the other shows. I am eternally thankful for anyone that's. Uh, that invests if, if, for you to invest your time in listening to, to what we're doing here. Really, that's what drives me to do a better job each each sure. week. That said, yeah. I'm just going to be a little bit brass tacks about this here. So we're, we're the small business show. We can do that, even though yep. we're talking about you. Um, it, that's one way. Sponsorship is one way. It's sort of an indirect way of earning money based on the number of listeners that we have. There is a more direct way, and that is simply earning money directly from our listeners by asking sure. our listeners yeah. to contribute. We're not, I don't think we're there yet. This is the first time I brought this subject up. Yeah. Literally. We've never yeah. talked about, this never before. talked about it. Yep. Right. So, um, but we, th- there's no reason that, well, there's plenty of reasons not to ask you to contribute. Um, one of them is if I, if we ask our listeners to contribute and we don't give, and we don't put a system in place that actually gives you something, gives you a reason to continue to contribute, then more than likely everyone that wants to will contribute once. Uh, yeah. And that's it. Uh, and because of that, we really held off with Matt Geekab from allowing listener contributions for a long time. People got really creative. They would like find ways to send us Amazon gift cards and things like that. But we just like kept the walls up because we knew we have to do this the right way. And so we did wind up doing, and, and this was five years ago with Matt Geekab that we brought in money directly from the listeners. We called it our premium program. It still exists. It's changed a few different ways, but we do have some things set up that encourage people uh, and reward people for continuing to contribute um, with Matt Geekab. One of the biggest ones is um, in addition to that warm, fuzzy feeling you get from supporting your two favorite geeky podcasters is uh, you get a, um, a premium email address that you can email and, and your questions are prioritized. We, we do yeah. a lot of Q and a, right? So sure. we, if we were going to do that and I'm of course, I have no problem with the concept, but we need to, we need to, I would want to spend some time coming up with yeah. what we can do for you, uh, you know, uh, in that. Well, it, it leads me to all the, this concept of the thousand true fans. Um, you know, uh, there was a, uh, uh, well, gosh, what's the name? What's the guy's name? I'm blanking on it here, but I'll, I'll we'll post it in the show notes, show okay. notes, so you can read this this article. But you know, a couple of years ago, I read this uh, concept of anyone can make a good leave a good living if you really find a thousand uh, true fans that are willing to pay you for what you create, whether you're an author, uh, you do a blog, a newsletter, whatever it is. And um, uh, one of the guys that 
really introduced me to this concept was Ben Thompson, who ah. I in turn pay to uh, subscribe to his newsletter that comes out every day. And it's, it's valuable to me. It's, you know, it's 10 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a year. Okay. And he, he really laid it out and built it over time and showed, and, and he was able to build, I think he's probably well beyond a thousand, you know, people now, but, uh, and I'm sure it comes and goes, but it's an interesting concept, but I believe you're, you're absolutely right. Is you really have to hone in on the value you're giving your uh, your members, if you will, uh, and uh, that that would be an interesting discussion to uh, to have. And I yep. certainly think we, I th- certainly think we should have it. Yeah, it, it's a, especially if you're going after small business owners um, that have value. Like one of the things that I don't want to segue too much, but when people always bring up price to any of my businesses, I always ask them, what do you do? What's your, what's your business? And then I ask them about their pricing structure and it's amazing how quickly they stop asking you why you're charging so much, Yeah, you know, or something That's like interesting. that. Interesting. I, uh, I got to talk do? to my oh. sales team about that. Yeah. Oh, I'm an attorney. Oh, what do you charge per hour? Well, we charge, you know, $400. Oh, okay. And then you can just see it. You don't have to point much out. Oh, I'm a car mechanic. I'm a plumber. I charge 185 bucks to come out. And I really going to, well, okay. And and then they kind of slowly, oh, yes, yes. And, And small business people, in my opinion, are the most adept at realizing value because they're getting, you know, hammered on it every you they, know, day they, in and yeah, day out. They're in the, they're in the same boat. That's same right. boat. Same yeah. boat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so that's so, one thing. Yeah. So right. Re- revenue. And I, and I, I think we do need to make sure that we put uh, not a goal, but a system in place yes. that, that allows us to earn revenue either directly from, from our listeners or indirectly via sponsorships or, or both. You or know. both. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, I'm, I'm fine with that. Before we move on to the next thing, I will say feedback at businessshow.co. If you have an idea about what we could deliver to you uh, that would make it worth your while to contribute some amount on a regular basis, and it might be once a year or once a month Mm -hmm. or anywhere in between. But, you know, what whatever that might be, we'd love to hear it because this is the first small business show that I've ever done. Uh, and, and so, yeah. you know, the needs of, of everyone are different. So I'd well, love it's to a great, it's a, yeah. it's a great experiment to try different things as well yeah. and to see how they're received and, and to do it transparently and talk about it on the air. That's it. You got it. Yeah. 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 So l- let me talk about another thing that I see that is, as part of this pre-mortem yep. is one of the things that I find, uh, frustrating on a lot of this, the podcast stuff. And I'm a, I'm a new podcaster. I've been doing it for, I guess this is two years, two years. Okay. And, and, and all my other ventures and businesses, I have a very, uh, clear dashboard. And what I mean by that is I'm able to dip in and, and pull out some measurements that tell me how things are going, whether that's the number of sales, uh, a number of customers, number of good reviews, number of shipments. I mean, all kinds of things that, and, and some of them we've kind of created ourselves and, right. and pull, pull out of different databases and stuff and put it in a, you know, on, in, in our internal website. And okay, great. You can look at that. I don't have anything like that really. I have a little bit, but I, but I have to kind of rely on you, Dave, to tell me. Yep. And I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy you mentioned obsessive. I would look at it every day, like with this, you know, uh, social media experiment that we started in June with this uh, handbag business. 
I look at those numbers every single day. You know, we hit 38,000 followers. That makes me happy. The next day I want to see, oh, we're at 38,350. That makes me focused, right? And, yep. and what, we're, yeah, we're what did seeing, we do to get from, from A to B and, yeah. then, and then A to C and then A yeah, to B? Yeah, yeah. Little increments. In yeah. My whole life is structured on all kinds of successes spread across small things. And if, if there was a better dashboard for me, that would help keep me motivated to, to achieve those small successes that ultimately grow into larger successes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, okay. So let, let, this yep, is great. That, yep. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. talk about it because, um, the problem is part of the benefit, right? Is that yeah. we, we serve all of our, uh, shows out through Cashfly, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. It provides all the bandwidth for all the Backbeat Media shows. And we owe a great thanks to Cashfly for this this uh, arrangement that we have with them. They, they do a great job. They have all of their they, – they don't just have one server. They have like 35 servers worldwide. They're a content delivery network. Sure. So it means that if you're listening to this in Australia, you're actually downloading the show from something local to you in Australia as opposed to some server in Virginia or or wherever else that might be. But we have all our shows in there and yeah. Cashfly doesn't provide us a way of sharing of of compartmentalizing the logins really is what it comes uh, down to. Right. I so see. so yep. we have one login for all mm. of uh, the podcasts that we do. And just uh, not that I really care if you yeah. get to see this stuff. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. I can't. Yeah. Right. In of good course. conscience, I can't. Of course. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, you have other partners and different business things, and exactly. it's not relevant to our uh, uh, podcast that I see all this other data. Right. And, and, uh, but, it would. It's an. It's definitely something to put out there to mm. figure out how we can and we, tease we do out some that of, data. We do some yeah. of it. We we use a, a, a third party engine or two that mm-hmm. that track numbers in in an imperfect way. Yeah, that's and that's another thing you've said. Well, it's not very accurate. So yeah. it's it, accurate you know, in relation to itself. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so at yeah, least yeah. we have that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like to me looking because and I, I spent a lot of time this morning trying to figure out in this pre-mortem exercise. Okay, yeah. You know, we're we're pretending that it's already failed, which is the, the concept of the pre-mortem. Right. And and we're talking about what made it fail versus doing the doing a project or starting a business and then really failing and looking back at it and saying, oh, how yes. do we screw it up? How do we screw up? No, we're trying to learn, you know, make all these assumptions. And and one of the, the things that really struck me as I was reading up on this uh, pre-mortem concept is, and I think it may be the most powerful aspect of it, it allows people to stand up, figure, you know, not, not literally, yeah. but, but voice uh, a doubt without mm. being thought of as like a naysayer yes. and I, as a super positive oh, person yeah. I, I really think that's a powerful because I've if looking back on my you know life and make the, the decisions that I've made I could see myself kind of criticizing this oh this person's just a naysayer they always want to say no well I, I believe that does happen but it that doesn't mean they don't have something valuable to add. Right. So if you spin this on its head and you say, okay, the exercise here is that we've already failed or this project has already failed. How did it fail? Well, then you get that person who's really good at kind of teasing out things, uh, 
to, to you give them a voice where maybe before they didn't feel they, you know, cause they weren't rah, rah on board with everything. And a good example of this, I'll bring this up last night. So I'm at this meeting last night with these uh, potential partners in this real estate venture. And the one person who happens to be a, in the real estate business says, okay, well we have this problem because we need to make sure this exit strategy works and whatever happens with this piece of property, it's a unique piece of property. We need to make sure that whoever buys it from us can get it financed. Oh yeah. Right. And I'm like, you know, and inside of me, I'm going, what are you talking about? We're going to buy this and it's going to generate so much revenue. We're going to keep it forever and hand it down to our kids. I mean, you know, I'm already multi-generational success down the road because that's just how I think. But I sit back, I was like, man, that is so important. And I had, you know, I didn't really think about that from that perspective because there's some wonkiness that could keep them, you know, someone from getting financing if they needed to get a financing. So, you know, creating a safe, uh, uh, you know, zone or whatever for a person that's maybe a little pessimistic to speak out loud, I think is a great exercise or a great part of this pre-mortem concept. Well, and it gives us the, uh, the eternal optimists, the, the permission to, to dabble in that a little bit. Yeah. Again, like I said, initially though, uh, you know, there is a danger. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Right. Because, you I know, if, if, especially for those of us that are always working to be optimistic that you could, you know, it, it could be it could be like like an addiction. Right. Where you're like, oh, it's way easier to be a pessimist of than an optimist. I mean, maybe, I, you know, <laughs> well, I think it's very easy to poke holes and think it, it's, you know, it, some old saying, I'm sure it's it's certainly easier to be a critic than an artist. Right. So, uh, uh, you know, and and the world is full of critics and the the artists or you could flip it and say, well, the the small business owners that's, you know, grinding it out day in and day out to make their vision come to, you know, become reality. They're few and far between. And the, the vast majority of folks that work somewhere else and get a paycheck are glad to poke holes in whatever it is you're you're trying to do. That can be valuable. Totally. That can be valuable, but you got to make sure you don't embrace it. I mean, you, you mentioned when we started the show, we, we started talking about Apple. You, my first business was all based around Apple, and yeah. it was right at the time where people would look at me and go, well, how can you make money when Apple's going out of business? And, you know, I was just a young kid, and even my parents, you know, and my, my partner's parents were like, well, you guys are crazy, you know, and turns out by ignoring those people, it it was a very profitable and has been a very profitable business for decades um, because you were able to uh, ignore the folks that, uh, you know, were already doing a pre-mortem on your business. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. There are people that are doing this in, in fits and starts without, without yeah. actually stopping and doing it as an exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe that's a, that's a great thing about this is like you say, Dave, it allows you to get outside yourself, you know, the, the, the one article I read says, hey, you should really give yourself two hours and just get with your people in the room if you can and just rip apart whatever it is you're doing and, yeah. and lay all those things out. Don't try to solve them. And, and the, the interesting uh, comment that, that I had read over and over was if you're team is full of talented solution based pe- you know solution oriented people it becomes very difficult and we've had it just on this I was show just gonna right say, now we, we have been incapable yep. of following that rule that's correct you're not the the 
the way the exercise really was supposed to work is for the first hour or two, it's not about solutions. You, you want to really dig deep into here's what, and I am quote, you know, went wrong with right. this project or this right. business. And you lay all these things out. Then you come back and really revisit like the top 10 or, you know, or whatever. Yeah, not what, at the same what are the ones that, that we want to, that, that we find important to solve? Ah, oh, that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, so from that aspect, I, I definitely agree that there's some value here in doing it. Um, and I'm going to do it with this, this real estate project that I'm involved in because, uh, it, it, well, and that brings up an interesting thing. I think everyone may value, uh, my optimi- optimism a little bit more if I open this window of uh, <laughs> a negativity for only a couple of hours, you yeah. know, and then, and then do that because I think maybe they may, uh, look at and go, oh, okay, well, you're really thinking around this whole thing, not just, hey, I'm a vision, you know, I've got this vision and I can pull this thing and make it work no matter what, because you can't always do that. No, you can't. It, it, no, yeah, no. That, that that's a good attitude to have. It is. For a yeah. while. Uh, yes. But, but the time comes when that ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah. uh, so, you know, I would love to hear from anyone that has used this technique before or what you love about it, what you don't you know, like about it. Uh, feedback at businessshow.co or, or businessshow.co slash Facebook will take you right to the, our uh, small business support group on Facebook. And, you know, post your comments and let us know what you think. Yeah, I know. I know after even just after doing this, I need the support group and especially <laughs> after doing yeah. it for like two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about it. it yeah, yeah yeah it's it's not part of my charmed life uh, definition but it, no. it, i i do think it has some value <laughs> uh, yeah as soon as i like like i said I, I mean i think it's a testament to how optimistic and positive and just driven i am that i've never even that the concept not only had i not yeah. heard of it but it like the word didn't make sense to me it, yes. so much so that i had to go and research what it meant and then and then of course my curiosity took over like wait a minute this could be actually a really good thing and, yeah. and that's how i approached it it's like i don't yeah. want this show to fail of course. Uh, so we've identified two things, and unfortunately, we've worked to solve them already. So we really <laughs> screwed up, and yeah. perhaps that's the first thing we've learned is it, when we when we do this the next time, either for this business or this project or any other project, uh, we know what not to do, and you know that's half the battle. In fact, that's oh, like ninety eight percent of the battle is knowing what not to do. So you got it. Yeah. That's right. Well, thanks for joining us, folks. We've been uh, we enjoyed chatting with you for a half hour or so, and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah, keep living that charmed life, even if it means taking a break from it for like two hours. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 